Somewhere out there, there's a man on a park bench eating his 500th PB&J. He has no idea Papa John's has new papadillas that are way better than a boring sandwich. With Papa John's best meats, cheeses, and veggies hand-folded into a crispy flatbread crust. Someone better tell that man. Get a new papadilla in one of four flavors for just six bucks. Better ingredients, better pizza, better than a sandwich. Papa John's. Not valid with discounts, fees, and taxes. Extra prices may vary. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. As I'm assuming most of you know, uh, Audible.com is a leading provider of uh, audiobooks, but you may not know that they also have a lot of other content. Uh, Basically, the way I look at it is if you can listen to it, they probably have it. Uh, So why not get a free trial? at audibletrial.com slash business growth and uh, see for yourself what you can get access to. Over the years, Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast has enjoyed inclusion on lists of the best podcasts to listen to. uh, And I am tremendously grateful for that. And I also am aware that it's because I have had the honor of speaking with some incredible people over the years. Uh, These are folks with expertise in particular areas of business, and they join me to share that expertise with all of you. So we have a great conversation. Uh, They provide incredible value uh, so that you can get what you need, uh, take it, and implement in your business. You can also reach out to them uh, directly to get more specific information if you would like. And today is no different. My guest today is David Kadic. In his 30-year marketing career, including roles like chief marketing officer with global brands like Ford and Shell, David has spent millions of dollars on digital and has seen what works and what doesn't. Now, he uses this experience to help businesses work out what they need to do to grow digitally, which is something that right now we all need to be paying attention to. Thanks for joining me today, David. Hi, Diane. How are you? I am wonderful, thank you, in lockdown, and you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really well, really well. Obviously, trying, uh, trying circumstances, but, uh, you know, you've got to make the best of a, a not a great situation. So it's, uh, it's, it's good to get into this sort of topic today. Yes, exactly. And so 
Um, you uh, have uh, what you call 10 Secrets to Designing the Ultimate Homepage. And, uh, you know, here we are worldwide with mm -hmm. uh, people working from home. So I mm -hmm. am wondering if you, if we could talk about what those 10 are. And I'm going to um, really just ask you, you can start with, uh, with the ones that you think are the most important or, you know, go in any sort of order you would like. And, and let's talk about that. So what would be number one? Sure, sure. So just, just some background for everyone behind these. Um, you know, when I work with businesses on their website, and as you said, a lot of businesses are really focusing on, on the internet at the moment. Um, the, the obvious question from those business owners is how can we increase sales? How can we increase our performance of, of, of our digital performance? And these are my 10 go-to strategies when we review a client's website to help improve their sales. And we find when we go through these 10, 10 items on a client's website, there's always something we can find that can actually have a significant impact on their website performance. And the, uh, the number one point um, or the first place we look is what I call a, a brand benefit statement. And what I mean by that, Diane, is that um, when you go to a, uh, there's a lot of research that shows that when a, when a, a website visitor goes to a website, um, they give, they'll give you about 10 to 15 seconds when they, when they land on that website to work out whether you can solve their problem. And if you don't clearly say right at the top of, the, of the, that web page what you do and what problem you solve for the customer, customers in this you know, impatient day and age, they quickly lose interest and they hit the back button and they go away. So it's really important to have a really clear brand benefit statement. So that's a, a statement at the top of your homepage in big bold letters that says, we do this, we solve this problem for you. Now it's not as literal as that, but it's really important that you've got a brand benefit statement that clearly says, this is the problem that we solve for the client. Um, and very, very importantly, the other part of that is, in addition to telling people what problem you solve, tell them why you're unique. So you might have an e-commerce store, you're competing against Jeff Bezos and Amazon. It's really important you A, talk about the problem you solve, and B, talk about why you're unique, why you're different, and why the customers should consider you. So what we find is um, our clients have a lot of statements like, we're number one in the Ohio area. And the comment we make to clients when, when, when we see something like that is, well, who cares? Yeah. Um, that doesn't talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it, that doesn't talk about the problem you solve to me. You're just gloating how you're number one. Right. Yeah, right. Um, so, so, so something better is, you know, we provide unique widgets designed by the best people in the world. And again, I just make that up as a bad example. But that tells a lot more about how you can solve a client's problem than something like we're number one. Um, there was one, one business that I saw their brand headline was, we just took over company X. <laughs> and, and you're sort of like, that's so good for you, but yeah. it's nothing for the client. Um, so that brand benefit statement is something I'm unbelievably passionate about and and really a lot of business owners when you point that out they have this light bulb moment they're like wow yeah we, we don't talk about we don't talk about the benefits for you the client and yeah. why we were unique and it's a little wonder we're getting the results we're getting because our headline says we just took over company x um, <laughs> and people are confused so yeah that that's the number one thing brand benefit statement i'm sure you've seen that in in, in your travels as well 
Well, what's so interesting for me is that not only have I seen it on websites, but people do that when they do their 30 second, uh, you know, introduction where they yeah. talk about stuff yeah. that doesn't matter. Like people, it's yeah. interesting what yeah. they think is important. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and clients don't care what, how good you yeah. are. They, yeah. they just want to know what's in it for them. Right. So, so that's kind of a little framework I always say to people is if your, he your headline has got to say what problem you solve and why you're different. Now, it doesn't have to be that literal, but yeah. if you have those two criteria in your mind when you look at your brand headline, I bet you'll come, some, come up with something a lot better than we purchased X or, yeah. you know, we're number one. Right. That's it. Keep those two little tests and you'll get to something really good on your, on your, on your website. That's great. Okay. And the second one, the second one is gather customer data and uh, you'll have to forgive me if I'm passionate about a lot of these 10 things, but um, gathering data is really important. And again, um, I, I used to be a scientist in a, in a, 30 years ago before I started my marketing career and um, I'm obsessed with data and really, the reason gather customer data is so important is that um, again website research shows that 92% or more of customers when they visit your website for the first time do not do anything do not take an action right so if you're relying on conversions just off one visit you going to be really disappointed so you've got to do everything possible to gather find a way to gather customer data and emails that absolute number one best place to start there are lots of other methods like retargeting pixels but i won't go into those today um, but you've got to have a strategy to gather that email address from from a client so that once they leave you you can maintain a dialogue with them and, and get them to come back. Um, and, you know, the results you see when you implement strategies with clients to gather emails and then start an email sequence to get those clients to come back is just, they're staggered. They're like, wow, how long has this email thing been going on? And I said, well, you've been on email for probably 30 years and you probably get lots of, you probably look at your email every day. So why don't you jump on it? So that's another really important strategy is having strategies to gather customer data. Um, so you can grab that email address and start a dialogue with that customer after they leave you. So that sounds to me like we should be more concerned, not with visits, but with conversions. Absolutely, absolutely. And, um, you know, the, the number one place when I work with um, businesses, you know, they say to me, David, how, I need to get a result. How do I um, in, improve my sales really quickly? If you, I would, if you, if you said to me, David, you, you, can, you can only have more traffic or better conversions, what would you choose? I would always choose better conversions because if you start at conversions, conversions is the easiest place to fix, to the easiest thing to fix because it's something you've got in control. What's on your website is something you can you control. So if you focus on improving conversions on your websites, you can often get a significant percentage improvement in sales from your website if you just think through um, how can I get a customer to do something sooner. Absolutely. Interesting. Okay. I, I get that. That that's interesting. So so you focus on engaging with them once they're there so they come back. Correct. Yeah, okay. absolutely. And again, I don't mean to say that traffic's not important. Of course, um, you know, we all want more traffic um to, sure. to our websites. That's uh, that's of course, but 
you know, the easiest thing that you can impact straight away on your website is, is what you control and that's the appearance, the look, feel, the journey that you put customers through on your website. So focus on conversions first. Then once you think you've done an outstanding job of improving conversion on your website, then focus on getting more people to your website because you'll do that knowing that when they get there, you've got a great chance of converting them. Okay. That makes sense to me when you say it that way. Okay. Number three. Number three. Um, uh, number three is what I call segment and filter. So um, what I mean by that is um, often um, people have got websites um, where, where customers come to those websites with different um, missions in mind, right? And um, it's, you've got to make sure you cater to that mission. So let me give you an example to, to explain that to you, to you and your listeners. Um, if you ran a bank website, um, Customers come to that bank website for a couple of, for, for many reasons, but let's just focus on two. Some customers have got some money and they want to in, uh, put that into a savings de deposit scheme of some type. Other customers need to borrow money to buy a house or car or whatever, right? Now, as you can imagine, those two needs are very, very different, but yet the homepage of a bank website is just one homepage. And so if you try and do everything on on that homepage, it's it's difficult. So um, when it, when I talk about segmenting and filtering with my clients, um, what I try and say is, how can you quickly separate those those two those two bank customers and get them into the focus on the, the journey that's relevant to them? So if they're looking for savings, get them quickly into a savings funnel, or if they're looking for borrowing money, how do we quickly get them into a borrowing money funnel? So there's a, a website, um, a bank website that I saw um, recently that implemented this. And what they did is they literally had questions on their homepage that said, looking for a home loan. And another question was looking for the best place to uh, place your money, some words like that. Now when you, and it was really big, prominent um, blocks at the top, near the top of their homepage. And once you clicked on those, what you're doing is you're asking customers to self-select. So if you were looking for a home loan, you're going to click on that question, looking for a home loan, right? Mm -hmm. um, and once you click on that, you then hit a, a web page that's completely 100% tailored to a home loan customer. It doesn't say anything about saving because guess what? That customer is not interested in saving money. They're looking to get money. Yeah. Right? Um, so having, having, looking at your home page and looking at any page you've got and thinking about, hang on, what are the types of people that come to my website? Um, can I put them in different buckets? And then how do I put them in different buckets to get them to go down different pathways? When you do that, you get a dramatically different conversion rate because, you know, an alternative way of a bank doing a website is just through that whole homepage, filled, putting those two messages. Do you want a home loan? Do you want to save money? Do you want a home loan? Do you want to save money? And that just becomes just a, a confused mess of messaging. Um, so having ways to segment and filter is really important to get customers to where they want to go quickly. And you can focus on the messages that are relevant for them. And guess what? It always works better. Boy, that makes so much sense to me. It's, it's like... Um you're speaking to different target markets and you're messaging toward that target market, not to everybody. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And you know, the, the, the fights that go on in marketing departments all, all around the world are, Oh, we've got to say this message because it's important to that customer. And then we've got to say this message 
on the home side because it's also important this, this yeah. customer. And I've literally seen websites where they've had five or six messages because they, they, they think that they've got five or six buckets of customers and they try and tailor those messages to everyone on the homepage and guess what? The homepage is just this confused mess Yeah, right. Um, for them. So it's just such a missed opportunity because when a customer goes to that page that's got six messages, they're like, hang on, where do I fit in here? I don't know where yeah. to go. I'm 15 seconds up, back button, back to Google. Um, yeah. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. You have to speak directly to them. That makes a ton of sense to me. For sure. Oh, for sure. Okay. Next Next is authority and expertise. And, and um, so what I mean by that is, you know, many business owners have got multiple years of experience and they're a real authority in their topic, but they don't talk about it. <laughs> um, they kind of, they, and some business owners are embarrassed to talk about it. They're kind of like, oh, no one wants to hear about me. And that's true. The customer wants to hear about their problem before you, but it's really important to sprinkle through your website just some reasons why you are good at what you do, right? Uh, again, don't make it the prominent message. Don't say I've worked in marketing for 30 years and that's the headline because no one really cares. <laughs> but sprinkle through your website and your story about, hey, I've done this for 30 years and I've tried an experiment and this is why I'm an expert, right? Um, so don't, don't be um, arrogant and overconfident, but be proud and let them know that you, you, you should be trusted in whatever your field is because you've got some great experience. Huh. Okay. And, and okay. So if I'm hearing that correctly, it, it's include, weave it through the stories that you, yeah. you know, as you're talking about things. So it, it's um, validation. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah. And, and one of the things I'll talk a little bit later on is the value of story. And if you weave into that story while you do what you do, it's really powerful, incredibly powerful. And, and you know, things like, um, again, you don't need to talk about how awesome you are right through your homepage, but little things like a picture of the business being an expert. So um, let's say you were a, a doctor, a picture of a doctor doing surgery, for example, is a really uh, powerful image. It's like, wow, this guy's in an operating theatre operating. Now, don't make it too gory or messy. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, you know, the, you know, if you're, a, um, I've worked with uh, speakers and their websites and um, you look at their, I've looked at one speaker's website and he didn't have any image of him speaking and presenting. I'm like, hey, <laughs> this is your job, but you don't show people doing uh, your job. So we found this great image of him talking to 3,000 people on stage and that immediately, a website visitor looks at it and goes, wow, this person's presented to 3,000 right. people. Pretty amazing, right? So it, that, he didn't have to talk about it. He just needed to show a really nice yeah. image of him doing what he, do, he does best. And he's like, oh, wow, that's a cap, what, I, what we call a Captain Obvious. Like, how come yeah. we don't, I don't do that, right? <laughs> so, yeah, so talk about your authority expertise. Be proud of it. Don't be arrogant about it. Don't, don't overdo it. But just weave it in and as part of your narrative. Okay, terrific. Uh, and I think, well, before we get to uh, the next one, I'm going to take a quick sponsor mm -hmm. break and sure. then we will do that. Okay. Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast is happy to be sponsored by audible.com. Uh, as I'm sure we all know, audible.com has thousands of audiobook titles that you can uh, choose from. They also have podcasts. Audible originals, guided meditations, uh, news, just if you can listen to it, chances are good they've got it. 
Uh, one of my favorite things these days is uh, the guided meditations. Uh, I find them tremendously valuable, especially uh, at the, in the environment we are in at the moment. Um, but you can check it out for yourself because I think you'll find that whatever you like, uh, you can find it there. And there's probably a couple of different uh, programs uh, that you can uh, check, you can get into. Um, the way you can do that is to sign up for a free trial by going to audibletrial.com slash business growth. And you know what? Explore around. Check out the audiobooks, check out the Audible Originals, the podcasts, see what um, really resonates with you. Today we're speaking with David Caddick about 10 Secrets to Designing the Ultimate Homepage. Okay, David, if I am correct, we have, we are on number five? Number five, six. yes. Okay, great, five, great. Number five. All right, so number five is social proof. Um, and again, another mistake I see. So I was working with a business owner the other day and um, on there was nothing on their homepage about um, customer ratings. Um, and when I went to their Facebook page, they had literally hundreds of reviews and they, would get, they got 4.9 out of five on Facebook, right? Which is a phenomenal rating but it was nowhere to be found on their website and mm. so we said hey you've got to get these reviews and also in addition to that when you look at those reviews on facebook the comments were outstanding they were real reviews and um so you know we worked with that client to let's get those facebook reviews on your homepage. not every one of the 300 she had um, but just some example ones and provide a link to it. So, you know, cause it, some people look at reviews and go, Oh, you've just picked out the best. Right. And of yeah. course that's what you should do. <laughs> um, but if you provide a link to those, that, that Facebook, um, review listing, then it's pretty powerful because you know, it's there for everyone to see. So show your reviews, show your customer testimonials, um, be proud. And also if you pick the testimonials right, they'll also reinforce what you do for the customer. So, you know, if you were in home loans, if your review said, um, I worked with Anthony and he was outstanding at helping me find the best home loan for my business. Not only is that talking about how good you are, but it also reinforces what you do. Um, in a real client's, mm. from a real client's perspective. So yeah. use that social proof, sprinkle it right throughout your website um, and be loud and proud about it. Um, and probably the other very important tip here is have a process to get customer reviews. Um, I've worked with a lot of businesses that are really good businesses and you're sort of like, hey, there's only one review on Google. Why is that? And they're like, oh, we've never really bothered. And um, I've actually worked with a program where we email their client database and say, hey, if you think we're great, could you just click on this link and give us a review on Google? And sure enough, three weeks later, they've got 300 reviews on Google um, talking about how good they are. And <laughs> then we put that on their homepage and they're like, oh my God, why didn't we do this earlier? I said, <laughs> Every client who comes in, get them to do a Google review because you guys are fantastic. You do a great job. You've got to tell the world about it. So just one, another one of those light bulb moments where people are like, yeah, we've got to show our reviews or we've got to go get some reviews so we can show them because we run a pretty good business. Got it. Okay. St making sense so far. Uh, right. Six. 
All right, six is um, scarcity. Um, so I always say uh, FOMO or fear of missing, missing out is actually a real thing, right? Um, when people feel they get, that they like something but they're gonna miss out, they take action. And um, really what's behind this is um, it, you've got to get that client, especially the first clients, to do something to, to, to trigger them to, do, to take action. And if they think that there's limited spots or until, uh, there's a limited time offer or it's until sold out, they'll go, well, I better do this because this deal ends in three days or there's only four spots available for this deal. I better click buy now or reserve, reserve my spot now. Um, so have, having some sort of scarcity is really important. Now, really, really critical here, it's gotta be genuine. Right. Oh, I was um, going to ask you know, that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't fake it. Um, and cause customers can smell when something's not real. Um, so if you say, Hey, I've got a PDF download here and there's only 10 of them. People are like, really? There's only 10 PDF downloads. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. But if you said something like, you know, I'm a, I'm a new dentist and I've only got four, you know, 10 spots at, then people understand that you've got a calendar and it's limited right? Um, Whatever it is, put some scarcity into it, but keep it genuine, keep it real, because you don't want to come across as a fraud or a charlatan. Um, You know, and I always say that with everybody, you've got to keep it real on the internet, because the internet's got this great thing of catching up with those people who fake it, right? Um, So so put some scarcity in, think about your your offer, and we'll talk about the offer in in a moment. But, you know, give people a reason for fearing of missing out. Okay. Uh, that makes perfect sense to me as well. Yeah. Uh, seven? I'm losing. Seven that, is so. story. Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah, is, story. Okay. Uh, I'm so passionate about this one, <laughs> so you'll have to pull me out when I just go on forever. Um, but, but I always say, um, you know, when I work with business owners, a lot of business owners, they focus on the rational reasons why people should buy for them. So, you know, we're the best, we're number one, or um, we're the biggest, or um, we're 10% better than the next the competitor, or um, you know, we're, 10, we're 20% cheaper, um, all those rational things. And they are really good, don't get me wrong, they're fantastic, but you know, it's been proven time and time again in multiple research that um, emotion trumps rational all day and twice on Sunday. Right. Um, so tell your story, tell, tell people why you do what you do. Right. Um, you know, why you search for the best products in a category. It's a passion of yours. What's the story behind it? Um, people want to hear it. And, um, often when I show people, um, people have gotten their story on the about page and the about page is buried in on their website. When I show them the data about how many people look at, look at it, they're like, wow, I thought that was, buried um Mm. and i keep telling people put your story put it on your homepage. don't put a big block of text and all that but sprinkle in you know you're passionate about whatever topic you do and this is the reason you're passionate about it um tell people that real story i mean my personal story is um as you mentioned at the start of the show i was cmo for big brands like ford and shell um here um but one day I was sitting across from a business owner who was so frustrated that he couldn't find someone to give him good digital advice. And that was for, and I felt so sorry for him because mm. he was a business, he was outstanding in his field. He was, his Google reviews were off the charts. Customers loved him, but no one knew about him. 
And um, that was the moment I decided I've got this, there's so many businesses like him that need help to tell their story. And, and that's my, that was the moment where I decided to create this business of, you know, I wanted to help those business, that business owner, mm. help people about the business and grow their business. And so I tell that story on my website, I touch on it. And then I've got a big about page where I've got a big story about why I do what I do. And guess what? That is a really highly trafficked part of my website. And I've, I track the button links off it and I know it converts for me. So tell your story yeah. and just, just let people know you're human and you're passionate about what you do. And it makes people take action because emotion beats rational all day and twice on Sunday. Yeah. That makes a, a lot of sense to me too. I, um, as you're talking about that, I'm thinking about do you think, um, so if someone had just like a short video of just themselves talking on their homepage or somewhere on their website that, that did just that, so it wasn't just text, would that be valuable? I think that's a way to do it. I always say um, that's definitely a valid way, but also if you can integrate it into a message about what you do. So um, again, just simple examples to show the point. If yeah. you had a message that say you, you were, say you had a business where you solve a, a client's problem, right? Um, if you weaved in, uh, if you had a video that said, hey, we solve this problem X, and the reason we do that is because we've been doing this for 30 years and we're really passionate because one day we found this problem and we've worked out a way to solve it, that's even better. That's an example of how you've weaved into it You've got the customer to watch the video because the video is about how you solve a problem. But in that video, you've talked about why you do what you do, right? Got it. So it, it gives, it, it, it's, you've weaved into the narrative of your, of your website, your passion for your, your product with story. And that works an absolute treat. Clearly having a video that shows, says why you do what you do is really good. And people definitely look at that. I've definitely seen that. But also just think about how can I weave this in to, to problem solving for the client. Okay, that makes sense. Thanks for that. Okay, uh, what are we on, eight? Number eight, yeah, number eight is process. Um, so again, so th this is a, another really interesting thing to talk about us humans. Um, when we have a problem, um, we might be in this state of confusion. We've got this problem in our head. How do I solve that problem? So when they, when they land on a website, they want to understand how you, can you solve that problem, but also how do you solve that problem? So having something that explains how you solve that problem is really, really important. So a really good example of that is Dollar Shave Club. Um, they've got um, how we work with you, um, how you can work with, how Dollar Shave Club solves your problem in a simple three-step process just below their brand benefit statement. And it says something like, you know, sign up for our free trial, we'll send you our raises. And then um, if, you, if you like them, keep going, if you don't send them back. So it's kind of really clearly sets out to the, to the customer, um, the potential customer. Okay, I, set, I understand what you guys do, Dollar Shave Club, you provide really affordable raises that, that, that are good how does this work? Oh, you've got a free trial. I simply sign up. If I don't like it, I send it back. If I do, I keep it, keep it going. So it just explains very clearly one, two, three-step process on how we work with our clients. And so you've convinced the, a, a potential client that you can solve their problem. Then you explain 
how you solve that problem and suddenly you've sold you've given the client the the the, the road to success that you can solve their issues and then this is how you do it step by step and you've cleared the fog and that works really effectively at improving conversions because they don't have to keep digging to find that out that that That's is one right. of the things i find so frustrating is that when it is not clear and easy to understand Correct. And that, that's a perfect summary. You've got to make it clear and easy to understand for the client how you're going to solve their problem. And if you have that mindset, what problem do I solve and how do I solve it? You know, if you think about it, that's a question that every person asks every day because everyone's always got problems. If you think about what's my problem, how do I solve it for people? If you have that philosophy when you look at your website, you'll dramatically change what you do. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. I'm writing this down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Next. Next is great offer, and um, uh, this is kind of um, everyone goes well. Duh! You've got to have a great offer, <laughs> right? Um, I could not tell you how many websites I look at, and you go, "Yep, there's no offer on your website, or it's hidden away in a button, tucked under a whole lot of other stuff." Um, the reason this is really important is. Um, especially first-time visitors, they have, uh, again, proven through research. Um, when customers come across a business for the first time, there's this inertia, there's this reluctance. It's like, I don't know who you are. Do I trust you? Why should it, you know, can you really solve my problem? Having a great offer in multiple locations right throughout your website um, dramatically improves conversions. So step to, to give you a process to solve this is step one, Think about a prob the problems that your clients have. Step two is think about a, an, an initial offer for those clients that solves their problem, right? So I, I worked with a, a great business once that um, was a dentist and they um, uh, uh, make people's teeth look beautiful, uh, white and shiny and perfect, right? And what they came up with was an offer on their website for a, a free smile, they called it a free smile assessment. Right. Um, so if you think about it, people go to the dentist or um, uh, dental surgeon's website because they, they're concerned about their teeth. And this one was focused on people's cosmetic, uh, the cosmetic uh, side of people's teeth. So they said, so the offer was a free smile assessment. I mean, think about it. A client's gone to the website and they want to fix something about the appearance of their teeth. Then you've said free smile assessment. Right just perfect, right? Um, and I know it converted like, like crazy because you're talking to the client's problem. People, people were concerned, they were a cosmetic dental surgeon. People are concerned about the appearance of their teeth, mostly when they smile, right? So when you say free smile assessments, yeah. like, oh wow, that, you're talking directly to the reason I came to your, your, your website and you're giving me a free smile assessment and it said in smaller print uh, subheadline, um, $250 worth of value, uh, limited time, right? Um, converted like crazy. Um, mm. So, you know, think, you know, again, someone who's new, looking to fix their teeth, don't know whether I trust you, and wow, it's no risk-free offer like that. That's incredible. And he put this, this <laughs> dentist put this all throughout the homepage, um, so you could not miss it. If you saw this, it was in multiple um, places on the homepage. And the reason that's so important, um, and this is a learning that every client I work with goes through, is they, they think, oh, I've got this offer, but it's in this button sort of three quarters way down my homepage. Well, what are you talking about? It's there. Customers 
customers often miss things because they're quickly scrolling down your page. And so if you have your offer in multiple locations, then they can't miss it. In the header, in the hero section, in the top, top, sprinkled throughout the website, then you've got a great offer and it's impossible for them to miss. It'll, it'll work. It'll be really effective. Hmm. Okay. It's interesting. You've got me thinking about the, what you know I could offer. It's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. And 10? So 10 is follow key design principles. Um, and again, another one I'm really proud of. Sometimes um, clients I work with, they've worked with a designer who's decided to get very creative on things like navigation. And so they've got in, you know, on the internet, um, most, uh, everywhere you go on the internet, most websites have got their logo on the top left, the navigation across the top, um, and some sort of call to action in the top right, right? Look at Amazon, mm -hmm. right? They're, they're exactly that, right? Um, so many businesses who are struggling with their website, they don't do that. They decide to put their logo, make it a massive size at the top and put it in the middle and put their navigation halfway down the screen below that. And because they think that the first thing a customer wants to see is their logo. And it's like, again, no one cares, right? I know that, I know you might be passionate about your logo and logos are really important. Don't get me as someone who's passionate about brands, logos are really important, but don't make it 60% of the home screen. Um, when of what people see when they land on your home screen, um, put it in the top left hand corner, put your navigation across the top, um, with your call to action button there and leave it at. Don't make customers think, um, how is this navigating? Don't make a customer spend any time, any seconds of that precious 15 seconds thinking, hang on, where do I go? What do I do? Just stick with what the majority of the internet does and that's logo on the top left, navigation across, across the top. And one thing, one thing is for sure, I know for a fact, Amazon tests their website to an inch of its life and they stick with their logo in the top left and navigation across the top because it works and you should be no different. And so often I see businesses with this weird and funky navigation because they want it to be different. But all I, when I explain to them that you're just asking the customers to invest time thinking about how do I work with this site, that's wasting. You'd rather invent, get that user to think about your offer, right? Doesn't that make much more sense than thinking about how do I navigate around this website? Yes. I am Sorry. so glad to hear this because <laughs> a lot of times you feel like you, sh you should stand out on that aspect and, and be creative. Yeah, and apparently, I guess not. Yeah, it annoys and people. It, it just annoys people. It's like, oh, you know, do you want a client to come to your website and say, oh, wow, they had different navigation? Or would you rather them come to your website and say, wow, I can get a free smile assessment here? Yeah, they, they they'll solve my smile problem. Yeah, um, I know what I would choose <laughs> um, because you know, unfortunately, having someone think your navigation is kind of different doesn't pay the bills. Um, so navigation is the first one when it comes to following design principles. The other one is space, um, oh. and so what I see here is. Um, businesses get so excited about their business and that they go, oh, we've got so much thing, so many things to offer. Let's put everything there. And in doing that, their web page is cluttered and doesn't have a flow and it's confusing and it's just this mess of buttons and messaging and and it doesn't give people a reason to breathe. And, you know, it's, it's I always say to people, uh, do, do you feel better when you move into a, when you walk into a messy room or a clean and spacious room? And generally mm. people always say, 
uh, clean and spacious. So yeah. think of your website like that, right? Think of your website as, you know, how can I focus on the key messages that solve the client's problems and, and just have lots of white space and be clear about what we're doing. Don't try and over message everything. Um, and then the final one around that is limiting choices. Um, so uh, there's, there's some fantastic uh, client, there's some fantastic research um, many years ago of, um, you know when you go to a supermarket and there's someone who's offering tastings, have you seen that? Oh, sure. In supermarkets? Um, there's this great research where um, they set up a, a table and they put 24 jars of different types of jam, right? all sorts of different flavours of jam, and they tested what the sales were of, of the jam, right? Then they did the same test, the same table, the same supermarket with just three types of jam. And what was really interesting in the research, and this has been shown also uh, in many types of research, the more, more, more customers in the supermarket stopped at the table when it had 24 different types of jam. However, the, jam, the table when it had only three types of jam on it sold more right because um in client research has been shown when you present clients with lot too many options the human brain says oh there's lots of options here they look really interesting i don't know what to choose i'm going to defer my decision and walk away and i'll come back another day right but when you give people just one two or three um choices um it focuses them on the cho choices available and they they're more likely to make a decision and that little piece of research was such a classic example of, you know, I'm sure if you ask people, which one do you reckon would convert more, 24 jams on display or three? Everyone would choose the 24, yeah. but it was proven that the, the three jams on display converted more because you made it more, more simpler. It's kind of like the old Henry Ford saying, um, any colour as long as it's black. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, don't confuse people with so many choices. Give them the simple choice, um, your best choice, and focus your website on, on those things. Um, and you'll get to a better, your better space. Again, that doesn't mean you can't talk about all your products on your website, but pick the one, two or three that are kind of your hero products that clearly talk about what you do. Give good examples about what you do um, and focus on those. And then as people get more and more into your website, you can introduce those other products. So you'll definitely be able to talk about all those products. Just do them in a way that doesn't overwhelm the, uh, the user. So one of the things that I really love about that is um, I know this is a, a real big problem that business owners and salespeople have is that they think they have to tell everybody everything yeah. all yeah. at once or they're going to miss out on something. And what they don't realize is they are overwhelming people and people aren't even mm. hearing or mm. seeing mm. what they're saying. So mm. it's a great, I, I appreciate the, um, the study with the jam because it's a great thing for people to remember that the more choices you give people they throw up their hands and say okay i'm just going to do nothing Correct. because it's sort of overworking their decision making processes mm. so mm. you know it, yeah. it, and this is what i i like about this you know keep it clean keep it targeted it's not like you can't talk about these things but they have their place correct Correct. And, and often with, with my clients, when you force them to rank the products that are mo and services that are most important, um, at first they get very uncomfortable because it's like kind of 
picking your favourite child. Mm-hmm. Um, but but once they do that, often people go, wow, that was really therapeutic for, for me as a business owner because I, I, st- I had to focus on what generates the most sales, what generates the most profit for my business. So it's, a, it's actually a really good way of um, of forcing your business to prioritize what what's important and often when I work with businesses that, that that's they come away going wow that was so valuable because you forced me to choose what was most important for my business and importantly what was most important for the client and you know your example of salespeople they want to tell the customer everything that's another great example of how that desire to tell clients everything manifests itself in the offline world by let me just I'm a salesperson let me tell you about each one of our 150 client, uh, 50 products, and by the end of it, the the customers lost the will to live because like, yeah. wow, <laughs> you're killing me. <laughs> um, you're killing it's me so for true. It. So, yeah, yeah. So focus on those limited choices. Yeah. Right. I love that. I, I love that, and I think it's so great because it it really for me um, it is a philosophy in general that business owners should take. So it, it mm. should be with their website. It should be with their marketing. It should be with their conversations. Yep. You know, it, it's just how great is that? And it makes it so much easier and simpler for everybody. Correct. Wow. That, that is Correct. really terrific. Yeah, it's, um, it, it's a really, and, and that, that's why I always say with these 10 things, um, um, don't, the, the other part I'd, want people to understand is don't just think about these 10 things just for your homepage. Think about them for your whole website as well. Um, yeah. But very importantly, they'll often tease out what's the best thing for your business in total, right? Like, as you just said, picking the best customer, the best products that you need to promote. Um, that's actually a good process for business owners to go through for their whole business. Because um, yes. often if, if online they're trying to sell a thousand products all at once, they're probably doing the same thing offline and they probably need to have that same, hang on, are we putting customers the right through the right process in our bricks and mortar shop, not just the website. So yeah, really, really important. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a mindset, right? I just think mm. Um, mm. The, the, the way of looking at it um, for the website for, you know, the, the, these 10 points, they revolve around the same uh, goal for me, which is what matters to your client. Correct. And make sure that's what you're sharing, not what you think is important, but what, you know, the problem you solve for them, because that's what they care about. And that's why they're coming to your website. Yeah, it, it's that crazy thing that it actually all is about the client, not you, the customer, <laughs> not you. And wait um, a minute. Yeah. yeah, well, hold on, what's going on here? <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> what's, what's this crazy talk? Right? <laughs> it's um, it's 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 you know, if you force yourself to stop and you know, simple question um, again when I work with clients is who is your perfect target customer? And yeah often they'll reel off 10 and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh (laughs) Um, If you've got 10 perfect customers, I'm sure they're all good, but give me the number one. And look, with most businesses, I'm sure you've seen this, um, with most businesses, there's probably uh, 20% of the products give 80% of the revenue. You know, the classic uh, 80-20 rule. And, um, you know, when you do that matrix for, for a client on 
what what generates the most profit and um, by by product that client that my, my clients go wow I hadn't done that and it's kind of so obvious but yeah there's this one two or three products that generate the most business for us and generate the most profit and then there's these 20 others that are kind of had 10 or 15 percent to our business but actually take a, a whole lot of hassle and they may be important again I'm not suggesting you get rid of them all but just understand which ones you need to focus on that get clients into your business yeah that that is for sure one of the things that that I do with clients is uh, I love the you know describe your ideal um, mm -hmm. and, and the but the other part of that is focus on the value that you bring to that ideal target understanding there's other things you could do and if someone asks you for it you can do it but it's not where you're going to focus your time and energy so no one's saying you can't do it or you don't have to do it but everything has um, a certain amount of spotlight that it gets and the main things get the biggest spotlight correct yeah correct huh. that's uh are really powerful and you know as I always said it, it's always the place where you start where's your who's your customer what are the products that are relevant if you start there you, you start to be dangerous in terms of improving the conversion on your website because you start getting that laser focus on yeah. on the outcome for your business and just conversions go up almost every time conversions go up significantly because you've got that focus on what's important for for the customer yeah. and what's important for you as a business yeah yeah it's awesome that is awesome okay and and one of the thoughts that was going through my head as we were having this conversation is would you say that these secrets are relevant to any market like to to any uh industry segment yeah, yes um so it's a really good question right the um uh, so recently um as part of this unfortunate pandemic, I, saw, I was online in some Facebook groups and um, I, I, I saw a whole lot of businesses who were in real distress and they didn't know what to do about getting online. So I put up a post saying, hey, I'm willing to um, give 50 businesses um, a free review of their website, free of charge to help, help people. And I reviewed literally 50, we ended up getting about 80 requests for it, but I literally reviewed 50 websites for people um, and all sorts of different websites, product websites, service websites, dentists, doctors, lawyers, you name it, I reviewed. And in every single case, these 10 were always relevant, right? Mm. Um, the importance may differ. You know, if you only have one service, then having a discussion about what's important is not <laughs> that relevant, yeah. right? Um, but these ten things are important in any business that that um, that, that, that that any industry, any type of industry. But think through each one of these ten and how it's relevant for you. Um, so you know, testimonials and client reviews are important in any industry because yeah. right? your job is to prove people that you're good at what you do and you can right. solve their problems. So if you if I always challenge people. Because um, a lot of people sort of go, oh, you know, I don't need to talk about the process. And the, often they'll say that because they, they think, oh, everyone knows what I do. And I can guarantee you, clients don't know. If I had one dentist say to me, oh, everyone knows what happens at a dentist. I'm like, you think that, but that's not what people think, right? Yeah. Um, and also, it's your opportunity when you're talking about process to talk about how you're different. Maybe you do things differently. And people have that light bulb moment. They're like, yeah, you're right. I should talk about what I do and how I do it differently and how I get a better result. So 
absolutely, these 10 things are relevant for every industry. Sometimes one, one, uh, see, one of these 10 items might be a little bit more important than other industries, but they're all in, they all have a very important role to play. Right. Okay. Okay. Now, um, I'm sure there are people listening who, you know, they run the gamut, right? So some of them uh, create their own website. Some have mm -hmm. someone, you know, they, they send it out to a, a marketing company, but they're listening to these. Are these difficult to implement, uh, you know, or, or costly uh, to implement yeah. or? Yeah. You know, what's no, the story? They, they, the, it, the cost is sweat equity, as I always okay. say. Um, you know, um, sitting I, I find in just a few hours um businesses who have, a, have been in business for a long time that when you scratch when you dig and you tease it out of them they actually have a really good understanding of the, the customer they've just sort of drifted away from it um, so if you lock yourself in a room and go through these 10 things in just a few hours you'll you'll have a dramatically different view of your website and what you need to change and these things are simple to change on, on, on websites. Um, again, they take thinking about, you know, like when it comes to process, you need to think through, well, hang on, what is the process I, I want, to, um, want to do? But before I always say to people, lock yourself in a room, go through these 10 things, look at your website and go through these 10 things. Then step two is don't just jump into the technology. Step two is get out the good old fashioned piece of paper and pen and sketch out under each of these 10 things what you're going to do about them and what you need to change. So sketch on a piece of paper, um, use a pencil um, and, and a blank piece of paper, then sketch your homepage again with a piece of paper and a pencil, sketch out how you're gonna change your homepage. Then the very last thing you should do is actually jump into the technology. Um, a lot of website owners, business owners, they jump straight to the technology. Let's just talk about we can do this widget and that widget, we can move this to here and that to there, like stop. Do the planning first, you know, the old builder's quote, um, measure twice, cut once. <laughs> Go through these 10 things, plan your website, then the last thing you do is change it. And these things are very, you know, sometimes they cost almost nothing to do. Um, getting the navigation on your website costs nothing to do. Yeah. right to get to get right that's that's simple think it through execute it on whatever piece of software you're doing and 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 and, and go for it so um it takes um time and thinking not not money um you know sure you might have a web developer that you've got to pay i understand that but you know you don't need to reinvent a new piece of software um these are simple changes you can make that can dramatically improve your results got it Wow, David, this is really valuable. I took a ton of notes. Um, I, I just, this, this is really, and especially with what people are going through right now and they have to pay attention to this. Uh, I, I just tremendously oh, yeah. appreciate you uh, spending time with me and sharing this information. So will you also share with the listeners um, how they can find you? Yeah, so um, my, my name's David Caddick, as we said at the start. Um, so my, my business is Digital Growth Genius. Um, so one word, digitalgrowthgenius.com. Um, and um, you know, obviously, if people want to talk about their websites, uh, actually, my great offer, Diane, just to prove that I, uh, I, <laughs> I, I walk the walk. Uh, my, if, you, if you went to digitalgrowthgenius.com, um, you'd see my great offer is a free, what I call a 30-minute website tune-up. 
Um, so I actually jump on the line, jump on a phone call with people, no obligation at all. Um, and I actually go through with them their website and give them some, some real time um, feedback for them. So um, I'm practicing what I, what I preach, um, but also if they go to my website, they'll find um, some free downloadable guides. Um, I've got a free uh, downloadable guide for these 10 things and, and lots of other uh, good stuff. But if they go to digitalgrowthgenius.com, um, they can find me and um, book a time with me or, or get some free information on this, uh, whatever it takes. Um, often business owners can work through this themselves. So, um, you know, I'm, I, but I'm more than happy to help. That's fabulous. Thank you so much. And listeners, thank you. Uh, you are who we are doing this for. And I'd also like to thank audible.com. Uh, for uh, offering all of you a free trial so you can explore the audiobooks and the programs that they have. Just go to audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth to sign up. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Don't you know that you're a grown up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. I think that was good enough. I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.